welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode 85 of Wellness Your Way. I was born in 1985, so I think this episode is going to be extra special for that reason. And if 1985 sounds like forever ago to you, well, you know, you'll come to the time and place when your birth year sounds forever ago too. I think it was a great year and I know this episode will be a great one. If you've been feeling overwhelmed lately, today's episode is for you. I'm going to walk you through four of my favorite breathing exercises to help manage stress and we'll practice together as we go. Right before that, I'll talk about two new studies, one thing that helps your heart health and one thing that hinders your heart health. And then I'll tell you about a chocolate chip brand that I've been loving lately because really everyone needs more chocolate in their lives. Let's dive in. In today's health news you can use, we're talking about heart health. And I'm actually highlighting two studies because they came across my radar at similar times, and I thought I'd give you some good news along with the less good news. So which do you want first? I'm guessing the bad news, so here it is. A recent study shows that alcohol might be even worse for our heart than we previously believed. This was a study out of St. Vincent's University Hospital in Dublin, Ireland, And having been to Ireland a few times before, I'm pretty sure they have a vested interest in alcohol consumption. So this study looked at 744 adults over 40 years old, and all of them already had some risk factors for heart disease. So they were grouped into two groups. The first one was called at risk for developing heart failure. These people had risk factors like high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, but they had no physical abnormalities in the heart yet. So it was just these risk factors. And the other group, they were called pre-heart failure. They also had the risk factors and they had abnormalities in heart scans. So their physical heart was showing some abnormalities, but they weren't having any symptoms yet. So in the first group, the at-risk for developing heart failure, there was actually no association between heart disease progression and alcohol usage, which is good news. But in the pre-heart failure group, these people who already had some abnormalities, those who had the most alcohol actually had four and a half times increased risk of worsened heart health. That is pretty huge. So the study recommended that if you have any heart disease indicators or abnormalities, sticking to what they deemed to be safe, the equivalent of one bottle of wine per week, which definitely isn't zero and still gives you some wiggle room, I would just say, please take this seriously. If you have heart disease abnormalities or indicators, it may be a good reason to get your alcohol consumption as low as possible 
don't even say, oh, one bottle of wine per week is a free pass. Why not go even lower if you can? We're talking four and a half times increased risk of heart health, uh, heart health um, problems, issues, and that's pretty serious. So in happier news, you know I like to turn it to the positive, we're getting more and more confirmation that eggs are great for us. This second study was out of Peking University in China, and it studied 4,778 participants. Now, to keep it short, the short version is that they found that those who ate more eggs had better HDL, which is often called the good cholesterol. We don't necessarily call it that anymore, but we want it higher for heart health, and those who ate more eggs had better or higher HDL. And the participants who ate fewer eggs or no eggs they had lower levels of beneficial metabolites, all kinds of different indicators, and higher levels of the harmful ones in their blood. So the study's researchers recommended an average of one or more eggs per day. So if you enjoy eggs, eat up and know that you're doing something great for your heart health. I will link to both of these studies in the show notes. All right, it's time for Megan Recommends, and I recommended Hue Kitchen chocolate and crackers way back in episode 33 a year ago, but that was before they had chocolate chips, and these chocolate chips are so good that I have to recommend them again. It's honestly pretty tough to find dairy-free chocolate chips that don't have a bunch of junky ingredients in them, and I don't want to have a ton of sugar in my chocolate chips. It might taste good, but it doesn't make me feel good, and I also don't want artificial sweeteners. I like the Good Sam chocolate chips, which I've talked about on the podcast before, and these have allulose, but if you're looking for an option that's sweetened with dates, a completely natural sweetener, you've got to try Hue Kitchen's variety. The only ingredients in these chocolate chips are organic fair trade cacao, organic dates, organic fair trade cocoa butter, and organic fair trade vanilla bean. I love that. So simple. So there's no added sugar, four grams of naturally occurring sugar per serving from the dates, but this is balanced out by the healthy fat from the cacao and the cocoa butter. You know I love my chocolate, so I find any opportunity possible to recommend chocolate. And this is really saying something for me, but even just a small pinch, maybe like five, six, ten chocolate chips, these can satisfy my craving. So if you want to try them out, I will link them in the show notes. It's time for the veggies of the matter, my friends, and we are talking about breathing today. Breathing, especially as it relates to stress management. Now, did you know that you're carrying two of the most powerful stress management tools with you everywhere you go? I'm talking about your lungs here and something that we're always doing, which is breathing. And I know it seems kind of ridiculous to talk about something that you've been doing since the moment you were born, but so many of us are not maximizing the power of breathing for our health and our stress management. So today, I will give you four of my favorite breathing exercises, plus a bonus, that help me with stress management, and I'll teach you how you can use them throughout the day. But first, let's talk about why breathing can be a really powerful stress management tool. The obvious benefit of focusing on your breath is that you stop focusing on whatever's stressing you out. 
So if you're spiraling about something and then you tell yourself, focus on your breath, naturally you put less attention on whatever you were spiraling about. So that's big. You slow down your thoughts. You're intentionally trying to calm down your body. These benefits are are huge. But the benefits scientifically go even deeper. I'm not sure on the podcast if I've talked about the vagus nerve or not. I probably have. But if you need a refresher, this is a nerve that runs from the gut to the brain. And it is super important in things like digestion and breathing and heart rate and mood regulation. It's often called the relaxation nerve because it's so powerful. And it passes right through your diaphragm, which is activated with deep breathing. So we stimulate this vagus nerve, the relaxation nerve, with deep breathing. There is a clear physiological response to deep breathing. It's not just like, ooh, I feel good. I'm not focusing on the things stressing me out in the moment. It truly does alter our physiological stress response. But still, most of us are spending our time shallow breathing. We're not paying attention to it. And we're focused on all the other million things we have going on. So we're not filling our lungs. We're not activating our diaphragms. We're not stimulating that vagus nerve. And spending all of our day in this shallow breathing, you can kind of think of like quick, um, almost panting because you're breathing so quickly and shallowly. That's where we're spending our day. Now think about a time when you've been scared before. You probably, if you envision yourself in that moment, you were probably almost doing that panting thing, like quick, shallow breathing. That's our body's natural response to stress. And when we do that to a lesser extent, but still some during the day, our body thinks we're stressed all the time. When we're doing that shallow breathing, we're focusing more on the inhale. This activates what's called the sympathetic branch of our nervous system. It makes us more primed for fight or flight. And many elite athletes are using this technique of focusing on the quick, shallow inhales. It's like, (sighs) they're almost hyperventilating and engaging that sympathetic branch of the nervous system to prepare them for their competition because they want to be in that heightened awareness state. But in our daily lives, when we're staring at a computer or in a board meeting or something, this is very unhelpful. Instead, we would be better served to focus on the exhale. When we lengthen out the exhale, this engages the opposite branch, the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system, which is called rest and digest. This puts us in a more calm state and makes us more resilient to stress. So these four breathing exercises that I'm about to share, they're all designed to help you focus on the exhale. And I do these regularly to help me cope with stress. And they're not like perfect magic. They don't make all my problems go away. They don't cause rainbows and unicorns to spring up and and glitter to fall down on me or anything like that. But I do honestly feel the impact of these breathing exercises, and I believe that you will too. So I'm going to go through them today. We'll practice them, and I encourage you to do the practice with me here on the podcast as you're listening, and then pick which one you like the best. And try it for just a minute or two per day for this upcoming week. For the next seven days, just try to do one or two minutes of your favorite breathing exercise and see if you feel a difference. I really believe that you will. And if you do, that's a really small price to pay. A minute or two for better stress management, I will take it. So let's dive into these breathing exercises. The first one is maybe my favorite. 
Well, I'm torn. I don't know which one is my favorite. It's kind of a tie between one and three. But this one is called 478 Breathing. 478 Breathing was developed by Dr. Andrew Weil, who called it the natural tranquilizer for the nervous system. It lowers our heart rate and our blood pressure. It stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. It can even lower cortisol, the stress hormone. So it is really big. And you do this by taking a full exhale and then with your lips sealed and the tip of your tongue touching the back of the top teeth. So like right in between your two front teeth, you want the tip of your tongue touching there. Then you're going to inhale through your nose for four, hold for seven counts, and exhale through your mouth like for eight counts. And we're going to do this together once, but ideally you would do this four times, working up eventually to being able to do it eight times. So ready? Take a big exhale. Then put your lips together. Put your tip of your tongue on the back of your top teeth. And we're going to inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold your breath. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Big exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let's do one more. Seal your lips. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Big exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, that was two cycles. If you're going to choose this one and do this every day this week, you're going for four cycles. Next one, exercise number two, is called box breathing. And because it's really repetitive, it's very easy to remember. You'll see that once we go through it. This can be useful if you feel a mild sense of panic or when you're trying to get to sleep, you're just really trying to calm yourself down. And what you're going to do is inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. And guess how many times you do that? Four. So all you have to remember is four. Let's do two cycles of this again together. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Great job. Now for this one, you can do it as much as you'd like, but I recommend four times at least. The third exercise is called box, oops, we just did box breathing. The third exercise is called one to 10 breathing. Now, I consider this a form of meditation. If I don't use a guided meditation or my muse headband or something, I will often do this as my meditation because it helps me stay focused on the present and kind of train my brain not to wander as much. And it is really a challenge for me to do this one. That's probably why I like it. So what you do is you close your eyes and you inhale and exhale deeply, but whatever speed you want, you don't have to count. And the inhale and exhale, that's one. 
And you do it again. Inhale and exhale, that's two. And you repeat until you get to 10, but you're trying to stay focused on your breath. If you're like me, though, you'll make it to maybe two or three, and then your mind will wander. So it's inhale, exhale, one, inhale, exhale, two, inhale, exhale, three. Oh my gosh, did I defrost the chicken? Shoot, I didn't send that email. Wow, I wonder how my friend's doing, whatever. And when I realize that my mind is wandering, I just non-judgmentally return to one, and I try again until I can get to 10. And when I do get to 10 focused on my breath, I feel a pretty powerful sense of calm because I've been able to stay focused for so long without letting my mind wander. So we're not going to practice that one together because just hearing me is likely to make your mind wander, but you can try this one on your own. And then the fourth exercise is nasal breathing. Now, this one is something to work on constantly. You might have heard of James Nestor's book, Breath, which got very popular. It might have been a New York Times bestseller. And it discusses how our breathing has really deteriorated over centuries and how most of us are breathing through our mouths constantly. And this leads to everything he says from misshapen heads to poor oxygen efficiency to sleep apnea. So much is caused by mouth breathing. He encourages us to breathe through our nose all the time. Now, incidentally, side little tangent, but fun for me tangent. As I was at a conference a few weeks ago, which you heard about in a previous episode, I took a breathwork class. And at the end, the instructor said, we have a superstar in our presence. It's James Nestor. And this class was only like 20 people. And I had not previously recognized James Nestor, but I felt like I were in I was in the presence of a celebrity. It was really exciting. And I was glad that the instructor only announced that at the end. Otherwise, I would have been super self-conscious of if I was breathing correctly or not and if James Nestor was judging me. But I'm sure he wouldn't have been. He seemed like a very nice man. And his book, Breath, is wonderful. So here's what we're going to do about this one. We don't have a simple exercise. We just want to increase the amount of time we spend breathing through our noses instead of our mouth. So my challenge to you is every time you think of it, maybe you're driving, you're in a meeting, you're watching TV, you're writing emails, whatever, simply shift from mouth breathing to nose breathing. It will become more natural over time. I work on this constantly and I think it's very helpful. So those were the four. I'm going to go through one more bonus Uh, breathing exercise, but it doesn't make my list of top four because honestly, I'm still very new to the practice, like within uh, the first few weeks of working on this for myself. It's called Wim Hof breathing. Now, Wim Hof, if you haven't heard of him, he is a very interesting character. Um, He's also known as the Iceman, and he holds a lot of really crazy records like the furthest swim under ice, which is 118.6 feet the fastest half marathon barefoot on ice and snow in two hours, 16 minutes, 34. He's run, I believe, a half marathon or marathon in Antarctica, only wearing shorts, no shoes, like all this crazy stuff. And he's held his breath for six minutes, believe it or not. So I'm not suggesting we all go that far. But he has developed the Wim Hof breathing method, which is designed for all these same things, increasing stress resilience, improving autonomic control, just like the previous ones. So if you wanted to do this, you would sit comfortably, 
You would inhale deeply through your nose and then just exhale without force through the mouth, but rather quickly. And you would do this 30 to 40 times. So it's So it's just, the exhale is just letting go, almost like you're dropping your shoulders. No force, you don't want to force it out, but you're just letting that breath go through the mouth 30 to 40 times. And then after 30 to 40, you inhale one more time and then let the air out and hold your breath out as long as you comfortably can. So people go for multiple minutes holding their breath out. I am definitely not there yet. But the idea is to just sit with the slight discomfort of not breathing in, but not force it. You certainly don't want to make yourself pass out or anything even close to that. You just hold your breath out for as long as you comfortably can. And then when you need to breathe in again, he says, hold the breath for about 15 seconds. And that's one round. He recommends doing three to four rounds. Honestly, I'm practicing only doing one round. Uh, But this one is on my radar. You can um, just Google Wim Hof breathing if you want to learn more about this one. Otherwise, you can try some of the four that I have recommended before, either the four, seven, eight breathing, the box breathing, the one to 10 breathing, or the nasal breathing. I hope these help you manage your stress just like they do for me, and I really hope you'll give them a try this week. Well, hi there, friend. Do you feel pretty good, but not great? Are you trying so many things for your health, but you're just not sure which ones to focus on? Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed with your health and maybe even throw in the towel because nothing really feels like it's working? I've been there. And after getting to the other side for myself, I've helped thousands of people get there too. I promise you there is a better way than trying to research and try all of this on your own. There is a step-by-step system I've proven with over 8,000 hours of one-to-one coaching. And you can do this in a positive way. I call that way the Revitalized Health Accelerator. The podcast, the blog, and all the other information I put out there are the why and the what to do for your health. You can think of Revitalize as the how. I walk you through every single step of revolutionizing your life, and I'm here to support you and keep you accountable every step of the way. Every single woman who has been through the Revitalized Health Accelerator has raved about it. Women who have been struggling with their health, their body image, their energy levels, weight, bloating, sleep, digestion, emotional eating, so much more for decades, they finally feel amazing. Take it from them. Revitalize is the last health program you will ever need. If you're ready to feel empowered and energized about your health, head on over to www dot the lionsshare.org slash revitalize to learn more about the program. And let's chat to see if you're a good match to be the next reveler. All right, friends, it's time for your call to action. And I've already given it to you, but I'll repeat it just one more time. It's to choose your favorite of the four breathing exercises I went through, four, seven, eight breathing, one to 10 breathing, nasal breathing, or box breathing, and work on that for a minute or two each day for the next week. I can't wait to hear the benefits you experience from this. 
And I hope that you give yourself a pat on the back for working on something that you've been doing every single moment of your life. Now you're just getting better at it. Have a wonderful week, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.